Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We at Clarion Call Christian Center are delighted that you chose to listen to our worship service. Each of our pastors endeavor to preach the word of God with clarity to your spirit. So let us enter the service already in progress. Lord God, and we've got so much to be thankful for. And I just come this morning, Lord God, just to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for life, for health, for strength. Lord, thank you for family. Thank you, Lord God, that you're God in my life. And Lord God, I just want to lift your name on high this morning. To give you honor and to give you glory and to give you praise. Because you're worthy of glory and honor. So I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would use me mightily this morning. Speak through these lips, oh God. Think through this mind, oh God. Have your way in this place. Give your people ears to hear what the Spirit is going to say this morning. Incline their ears to hear it. Lord God, we just want to say thank you for what you're going to do in our midst. Now hide me behind the cross, oh God. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And let the church say, amen. If you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to... Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And we're going to begin the reading of God's word beginning at verse number 1. When you have it, say amen. Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. And the word of God reads, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, and they... I mean, they removed from children and came to Jordan. And all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites bearing it, 
then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which ye must go for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant, and pass over before the people, and they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the people of Israel, Come hither and hear the word of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will, without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to use as a subject matter this morning connecting the dots connecting the dots as a child about four five years old in age my mom came to me and said, sit here at the table. I want to show you something. And she gave me a picture, a strange-looking picture it was. It was a picture that had an image on it, but I couldn't recognize what the image was. Because all it had on it was a bunch of numbers and a bunch of dots. And I said to mom, I said, mom, what is this? And she said, find number one. And with that pencil that I gave you, that dot that's next to number one, she said, find number two and draw a line from the dot on number one to the dot on number two. And then go and pick every number that's on that page and draw a line to every dot. 
and then come and tell me what you see. And after I finished doing what she had told me to do, I realized that the image that I couldn't recognize finally became an image that I could recognize. It became a picture. And that's the way our life is with God. That God puts in our lives images. That they're images that we can't really recognize what they really are, but he's saying that if you get to the point of connecting the dots, you'll come to understand the image that I have for your life. And that's how God works with us, with the image. And in those images are God's promises for us. In those images is what God wants to do in and through our lives. And in those images is what is before us. But we've got to make a decision to be committed to connect the dots. The Bible says that in Isaiah 28 and 10, when it comes to understanding what connecting those dots mean, it says it's precept upon precept, line upon line. It says it's here a little and there a little. That's the way it is with our lives as we're walking this life for God. We've got to put in a little bit of here and a little bit of it there until God forms in us what it is that he's doing in and through our lives. But with that comes a means of you've got to be committed to want to go that precept upon precept. You've got to be committed to want to do that line upon line. You've got to be committed to do that here a little and there a little. It comes with being committed to God. It comes with being committed to the word of God. It comes with giving God your all. The psalmist said in a song, he says, to all, to him I owe. I owe God everything. God woke me up this morning. I owe him my life. I owe, I owe him everything that goes on in, in and through my life on a daily basis because God is orchestrating everything that goes on in my life. And I owe him 24-7 everything. I've got to give him my everything, my all in all. I've got to keep it 100 with him in my life. Because I owe it all to God. And because I know that I owe it all to God and because I know I've got to give him everything that is within me, sometimes 
that's not easy. Sometimes there's a struggle that goes on with that. But even in that struggle, because I know that in me there's old natures and battlefields that I've got to deal with, I've got to stay focused on what I need to do to connect the dots. And I'm trying to connect these dots because in the connecting those dots, I'm trying to find out what God's plan is for my life. In connecting those dots, I'm trying to see what God wants to do in my life next. In connecting those dots, I want to hear his still small voice as he leads me in the way that I should go. In connecting those dots, I want to be able to hear him say, well done. See, it's a reason why we've got to connect these dots. And, and there's a lot that goes to connecting these dots. From a spiritual position, It's not easy because as that child was that I, I told you about, it was simple. All I had to do was just look at one, two, three, four, five, six, grab my pen and connect the dots. But as I grew older, as I get stronger, I found out that there is a, a stronger dedication that comes with connecting those dots. It gets harder and harder because the spiritual connection causes me to do this because I have to have discipline to do it. I just can't do it in happenstance. I've got to be disciplined to connect these dots. And that spiritual connection of what it means to connect them dots. When I say connect them dots, I'm saying things like, I've got to be committed in my prayer life. See, it's time in the middle of the night when God wakes me up and says, I need you to get out of bed and pray. My mindset is saying to me, oh, I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to get up. But I've got to be dedicated to the point because I'm trying to connect some God here. Somebody's life is, is probably in shambles right now. They're probably going through something that they don't need to be going through, and they need a word from the Lord. And that word's got to come from me, and God is saying, get up. That person that I put on your mind right now, I need you to lift them up in prayer. So I've got to be dedicated. I've got to be disciplined because there's some gods that need to be connected. There's some gods that need to be connected because I need to be dedicated in the reading of the word of God. God is taking me someplace. He's doing some things in my life. I've got to be dedicated in what it is that he's calling me to do. And the way that I can find out how that's done is in this word. And, and I can't be just haphazardly reading the word. Pastor Lucas said uh, Last week, he said that that's the one thing that hinders people in their growing in the things of God. 
they don't want to pick up the word and read it. Everything that you need from the word of God, everything you need to grow in the knowledge of him is right here in this word. But if you don't ever read it, then those dots can't be connected. Amen? In connecting, connecting them dots, I got to be able to study the word of God. It's not only just reading it, I got to study it. I got to know exactly what it's saying to me. I got to be able to connect the dots in coming to Bible study. I got to be able to connect the dots to be able to come to church. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling together. Oh, I got, you know, I got a, a headache this morning. I really don't feel like coming to church. But the Bible says Jesus is the great physician. So why would I come and not go to where the hospital is, where God is healing people in, in the service? I got to be where God is moving. The, the Bible says that there was a man that they took on the top of the roof and busted a hole through the roof because he was healed, because he needed healing, and they lowered him down. And the Bible said he was healed right there in the service. There was another man that, that the Bible said he fell asleep while service was going on and fell down and died and was restored right there because he was in the midst of the service where the word of God was going forth. And, and God can heal you right here in the middle of the service. He can bless you right here in the service. He can bring you through that breakthrough that you need right here in the service. He can lift you up past whatever it is that you're going through right here in the service. But if I got a headache and I don't want to go, then I've just missed my blessing of not wanting to come to church. There is, the Bible says, forsake not. Because there's power in the assembly of God. When we come together in God's word, there's power in here. We can do exploits, glory to God in this place, just coming together as one. If two of us agree on anything, he's in the midst of it. We need to come together and be in the power of God in this place. That's when the image and the vision of God's plan is being formulated. When we're committed to connecting the dots. When we look at our text this morning, it talks about how that connecting the dots comes about. And there's three reasons how that connecting of God comes about. Four, if you look at what it says in chapter 3 of Joshua, beginning at verse 1. And the Bible says in verse 1, it says, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all his children 
of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. Now there's a, there's a meaning here that says that he woke early in the morning. There's a whole lot of places in the Bible where it talks about men of God that did things early in the morning. The Bible says in Exodus 8 and 20 that Moses rose up early in the morning before he issued the plague of the flies on Pharaoh. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 and 20 that David rose early in the morning and left his seat before he fought with Goliath. The Bible says in Mark 1 and 5, I mean 1 and 35, it says Jesus rose early in the morning and went into a solitary place and prayed. So it looks here according to the word of God that getting up early in the morning is a significant part of our walk with God. There's something that goes on early in the morning that we need to be attentive to. Now, now, looking at it from the standpoint of what went on in this region, the Bible said Joshua got up early in the morning. Now, now you know back there, midday, it was 130, 140, 120 degrees outside. I don't know whether or not they got up early in the morning and got everything done before it got too hot. But the point of the matter is, is that when we look at it from the standpoint of how it works with us, when we get up early in the morning, everybody in the house is asleep. When we, get every, when we get up early in the morning, it's that time that we can get close to God, get committed to God, get in that one-on-one aspect with being with God, get close to him, be able to hear him as he speaks to us. There's something about doing it early in the morning. Now, if you look at it from my standpoint, I say any time is the right time to get along with God. But it's something about the word that said early in the morning is the right time. So, so maybe it means that, that for us to connect the right God, that we need to try to get up early in the morning and spend some time with God. Because there's something about this, this, this word that God says that connecting these God and getting close to him is something that he's saying is important for us as a Christian. Because, see, one thing that is said in our text that that was so important was, look at, he said 
In verse 5, he said, in the, in the end of that, he said, for tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. God is getting ready to do wonders in our lives. He's getting ready to take you to places that you have never even known could exist before. And that wonder comes with you being able to connect those dots with God. The Bible says in Matthew 33, I mean, 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added. Whatever God is doing in our lives, whatever it is, it's a wonder. According to what the word is saying here, it's beyond what we could even ask or think. Amen? So what he's saying is, is that we've got to get to a point of realizing that God is getting ready to make a move on our lives. God is getting ready to change some things around. The Bible says tomorrow, your tomorrow could be right now. Your tomorrow could be walking out that door right now. Your tomorrow could be the blessing you've been waiting for for God knows how many years. But when we look at it according to our text, the three things that he says, it begins with verse 3. It starts off by saying the first thing that we need to do, verse 3, he said, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, he said, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. He's saying you need to get to a point to where you start to follow God. Follow God in a way that, that is different from the way that you're following him now. It means that it's time to take that following of God to the next level. Because we can get so familiar with our walk with God. You know, I wake up every morning, everything's good and dandy. I had my time of prayer with the Lord this morning. And, and we get comfortable in our relationship with God. But God is saying there's a commitment a significant commitment that has to come about in your following me. Because see, when the people were in Israel, they were used to following God with the fire by night and the pillar of clouds in the daytime to block the sun. And, and they got so familiar where the fire's here, let's walk. Oh, the cloud is here, let's walk that we get the same way. We get so familiar with how our relationship with God is that our following him becomes routine. And God's saying that I need it to be more important to you than just being routine. It can't be an everyday. It has to be an everything. Our following after God has to be everything. And when it comes to being everything, like I said before, sometimes 
we, we get in a rut because we're, we're battling with those old natures. We're battling with the flesh and the world and all of these things that, that causes us to be comfortable in our walk with God. But God is saying, I'm ready to take you to another level. I'm ready to take you up higher. So I need you to get up higher with me. I need you to do some things that you haven't done before. Following after me has to be without hesitation. It has to be a following with me that no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to follow after God. In my struggle, I'm going to follow him. In my good times, I'm going to follow him. Whatever's going on in my life, I'm going to follow him. And the reason why I do this is because I want to be able to know him. I want to be able to understand what he's doing in my life. A lot of us walk around and we just, we love God, we, we pray to him, but we have no idea what he's doing in our lives. And we need to know what he's doing, what he's about, where he's taking us to. We need to understand what God is doing. The second part of this, is, is look, it says in verse 4, it says, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. So what he's saying is, I'm following God, there also has to be a space between how we follow him. And you're saying, what do you mean by that? Have you guys ever heard the phrase spoken that says, you so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That's because the following is too close. That's what it's saying here. I'm following too close, and I'm so close to him. I'm so heavenly minded, I can't do no wrong. Can't know, you can't tell me nothing. I'm so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. I'm, I'm above. And that's the way some people are, and they walk with God. Because they're not keeping that distance that the Bible is saying needs to be done when we're following after God. There has to be a distance. And that distance is, is showing us that we need to be aware of what God is doing in our lives. And sometimes being right up on him, it, it makes that difficult. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But it says in all you're getting, get understanding. See, that's what it means. I can have all the wisdom of God, but if I'm not understanding what that wisdom is, 
So I've got to understand what God is doing in my life, that what is this wisdom that he's imparting unto me? How am I supposed to use it? What am I supposed to do with it? How am I supposed to implement it into my life? How am I supposed to use it on a day-to-day basis? Because I don't want to be so above it all that I'm not understanding what God is doing in my life. So the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It says, Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. See, we got to step back and let God direct what it is that's going on in our lives. We've got, to, we've got to sit back and, and, and allow him to have his way in us. See, the Bible is clear that we're supposed to seek God. The Bible is clear that we're supposed to ask of God. The Bible is clear that we're supposed to believe God. The Bible is clear that we're supposed to trust God. And all that a lot of times mean we've got to wait on God. Sometimes we've got to wait and allow him to make what's going on in our lives clear, make what he's doing in our lives reality. The Bible says that we ought to stand still and to know that he is God. That means we got to step back. We got to get this thing right, stand still, and know that he is God. Because like I said earlier, we got a whole lot of us that gets in the way or what it is that God is doing in our lives. And it's those things that get in the way that is a part of us that clouds our thinking. It's those things that's inside of us that makes us connect the dots in the wrong way. Joshua says that we've got to come and meditate on this word day and night. To do according to all that it says therein. It says then we'll be prosperous. And then we'll have good success. But we've got to spend that time in the word. Meditating on what that word says. It's, that means that we've got to ponder what this word is saying. It means we've got to examine. Examine the word for ourselves. To make sure that we're in the faith. We've got to be able to look at this for ourselves. To know that we're doing this in the right way. The Bible says that we need to take heed of what God is doing. That means we need to sit back and think about what it is God is doing. And not be so right up on him that what he's doing is not according to what we need to do to connect the dots. 
And the last point, the third one, comes in verse number five. It says, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. See, the powerful part of that is he says, sanctify yourself. That's the powerful part of that word right there. Because first of all, like I said earlier, God is preparing to do wonders in your life. He, he's getting ready to take you to places that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man what God is getting ready to do for his people. It's beyond whatever you could ever ask or think. God is speaking to blow your mind. But see, we've got to be able to understand that we've got to be ready for what he's getting ready to do. Like I said, your tomorrow could be right now. But you've got to be ready right now. And that's what it means when I'm saying getting ready. Because what God is going to do, it, it, it's past new houses. We walk outside of this church and, and we got a whole bunch of people inside this church that's walking around driving new cars. I'm one of them. But it's past driving a new car. It's past a new job that's making big money. It's past being rich and having big money. The thing that, that these things are talking about, they just could drop in a bucket to what God is getting ready to do in your life. It's just so mediocre what God is getting ready to do. And he's saying, sanctify yourself. Get yourself ready for what I'm getting ready to do for you. Get yourself prepared for what it is I'm getting ready to do for you. Because I'm thinking to do great and mighty things in your midst. Pastor talked about it last week. He said the things that God is doing, he said, Deacon Ross and his wife driving in the car. Accident happened, the car tore up, and they walk right out of it, not a scratch. Pastor Lucas on the operating table, open heart surgery, and the grace of God, he walked right out of it. Deacon Johnson, he talked about it. Sister Ross in the back, she had an accident, and, and Pastor said the cop walked up to him and said, I don't even know how she even walked out of that. But she walked out of it, not a scratch. Because the grace and the favor of God is on your life. And he's doing great and mighty things in it. He's doing great and mighty things for you through it. But he's saying that the healing and, and the grace and the power, he said, sanctify yourself. He's saying it's time.
kekengek gegak. It's time to get your life right with God. It's time to get holy. It's time to get righteous. Let the righteousness of God fill your life. It's time to get right with God. To do what you know to do is the right thing. See, I'm not sitting up here saying that what you're doing is wrong. What I'm saying to you is each and every one of you know what is the right thing to do and what is the wrong thing to do. And I'm just saying to you, do the right thing. I ain't putting, pointing no fingers. I'm not saying it's you, it's you, it's you. I'm just saying, do the right thing. The Bible says that to him that knows to do what is right and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. That's what the word says. That's not me. So just do the right thing. That's what it means to sanctify yourself. Because tomorrow is here. Tomorrow is right here. And and because of it, when I say sanctify yourself, do you remember Joseph? Joseph was in the dungeon. Pharaoh said, bring him to me. Joseph shaved himself, cleaned himself up, changed his clothes. He got ready to meet the person that was in charge. It's time to clean ourselves up. It's time to get ourselves ready to sanctify ourselves, to get holy before God. What I'm saying is prepare yourself for greatness because that's what God is getting ready to do in your life. He's taking you to greater depths and higher heights than him. And he's saying prepare yourself that you might be Great in his eyes. So what do you need to do? What is it inside of you that you need to get right with? Only you know. And the Bible says in verse 9 and 10, he was talking about listening to what God is saying. He's saying, I'm getting ready to prepare you to go before the people that they may know that God is with you. That they see God on the inside of you. That you've already got to that place where God is elevating you. He's getting you prepared for that. And he said that listen to what the word of God is saying to you. Because that's what he's doing. He's preparing you for greatness. And, And God is saying to us today, it's time to connect the dots.
Do you hear me? Do receive it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We at Clarion Call Christian Center thank God that you worship with us. We are located at 213 Green Street in the city of Warner Robins, Georgia. Feel free to join us at any of our scheduled services or fellowships. They are worship service each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Sunday school, second and fourth Sundays at 9 a.m. Bible study every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Women of the Kingdom Sisterhood Fellowship every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Remember that you are a value to the kingdom of God. Be blessed.